Okay, so every road trip on two or four wheels needs a great tune, right? How about this one? Yep, that's Fela Kuti, and right now we're taking off for his native Nigeria. No need to book a flight, just pull up a chair, an armchair. We've invited Nigerian-American writer Chinelo Okparanta to share her picks for our armchair travel series this summer. And Okparanta says you just can't travel to Nigeria without reading her first pick. It's the classic Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe. Growing up, you know, I knew the name Chinua Achebe. I knew it before I actually understood the importance of his writing, of his name, of what he had done culturally for us. It was a, a name that was just spoken all around me. Things Fall Apart is a, is a story of our history. The book itself, you know, is set in pre-colonial to colonial Nigeria. He wrote Things Fall Apart at a time when stories about Africa were very racist and problematic and, you know, an African voice writing African stories, a Nigerian voice writing Nigerian stories. In a sense, he gave us back our dignity. I mean, when we talk uh, kind of traveling via the armchair, Things Fall Apart was written uh, more than 50 years ago. Do you think readers who read it today will find a Nigeria in it that still exists? I think that, you know, there is that ongoing but hopefully somewhat resolving issue of what colonialism has done to our country. There is still ongoing to an extent, but um, that's not the Nigeria you'll find now if you went back. You know, um, there are traditions that still linger, but, you know, the nature of tradition is that traditions do change. Now, the next book you've chosen is Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Uh, it takes us to another point in Nigerian history, namely the Biafra War. Late 60s, am I right there? Yeah, the Biafra War, the Nigeria Biafra War, as some people call it. So 1967 to 1970. Why that book in particular? Because it's a different period in Nigeria's history. And I think it's a very important period and a period that has not been written about so much, in fiction at least. And uh, I think that book was very brave. And I think that it opened up the dialogue. Remind us just what the Biafra War was all about. It was it was an ethnic conflict, right? It was. Just generally speaking, it was a conflict uh, between the different groups, the Hausa and the Igbo people mostly, and the Yoruba were sort of in there. Basically, there was a war. Biafra, which is the Igbo people, they decided that they wanted to form their own country Ojuku declared the uh, he he was the leader at the time and he declared the Republic of Biafra. I gather your parents are both survivors of Biafra. What what stories have they shared with you? Any of the stories I hear come from my mom. She's the storyteller of the family. We got folk tales from her, but we also got stories of the war from her and the war was extra important to her because she actually lost her father mm. during the war. The, you know, a bomb exploded and a piece of it went to his heart and he died that way. That sort of broke apart the family. I'm actually currently working on a novel which might or might not center on the Biafran War, but I'm, not, I'm still working on it, so I'm not quite sure where it will lead. So you selected a novel from the 50s, uh, a novel set in the uh, 60s and early 70s, and then a third book, uh, Love is Power or Something Like That, set in contemporary Nigeria. That's uh, by A. Goni Barrett. Uh, Barrett writes short stories about an entirely different Nigeria than Adichie and Achebe. He definitely does. His book is completely contemporary. Uh, many, if not all, of the stories are set in Lagos, 
In the book, we see things like internet cafes, cell phones. It's basically a modern Nigeria juxtaposed with traditional elements. And and his storytelling is a more laid-back sort of storytelling. There's less urgency to it in a way. And that's not to belittle, you know, his stories or anything. I actually believe that that's a good thing right. in a way, too, that we can actually just tell our stories, the day-to-day stories of people without the weight of topics such as colonialism and war. That's that's a sign of progress, I think. So, But I, I, I enjoyed his stories. There's a, There's an easy humor in the way he tells them. Well, Chinela, let's end by talking a little bit about your book that comes out this August. It's a collection of short stories titled Happiness Like Water. Where did the title come from? (laughs) That's a good question. The title comes from uh, one of the stories. There's a character who is asked whether she's happy, and she says, well, you know, happiness is like water. She keeps trying to grab a hold of it, but it keeps slipping between her fingers. Um, And so that's where the title comes from. But it was actually interesting arriving at a title. We went through quite a few of them. So if you look online, I'm sure that you will see uh, a title that says, you know, the collection is Too Much Wahala, which also means too much trouble. Mm. That's the word or too much problems. Wahala is the word for, for problem or trouble or issues. But I think we settled on happiness like water because the collection is really stories about the general pursuit of happiness. Fela Kuti, as you know, had this song, Water No Get Enemy. Uh, Animistic gods and goddesses often transform out of river water or well water in Nigeria. Water often gets personified in Nigerian culture. Why is that? Mm -hmm. What's so special about water? Water is important. I mean, water is life. You know, without water, we can't live. So it would make sense that water would be personified. You know, I don't know that it's the Nigerian thing or like an Igbo thing or, you know, it's not. It's it's an everybody thing. Water is vital to life, you know, so maybe that's all it is. Chinelo Okparanta, her first book, a collection of short stories, is titled Happiness Like Water. It comes out this August. Chinelo, thank you for taking us on the short trip to your home of Nigeria. Thank you for having me. All summer, we'll be exploring books that let you travel the world from the comfort of your home. Armchair traveling, we're calling it. We're asking for your help, and we've received some great responses so far. Debbie Cooper in New York recommended, among others, The Sheltering Sky by Paul Bowles. Great choice. It follows a couple originally from New York as they journey to the North African desert. Share your favorite armchair travel books for the summer at theworld.org. This is PRI.